Today on Bridges, we're going to take a look at three words that can change your life. They are the words of Jesus. It is finished. Monica Schmelter, I'm glad that you could join us for Bridges today. My guest is Pastor Barry Smith, and Pastor Barry, it's always good to have you on Bridges. Thank you for having me, especially for what we're doing today. I know. We are looking at the book of John, and, and today's episode is John chapter 19, and this is, you know, the chapter where Jesus says the words, it is finished. And, mm. at, you know, Pastor Barry, as I was studying for this and preparing, I remembered a message that you had preached a few years ago when uh, your church, uh, GC Changers Church, hosted Easter at the Opry. Yes. And you entitled the message, Scars and Stripes. Yes. And it, it has stuck with me to this day because you really went through some of the wounds of Jesus and what he went through and what he accomplished for us on the cross to even allow him to say those words, it is finished. Like, like what did he finish? What, what did he do, right? right? So maybe you could help us to understand some of the scars and the stripes. Well, first of all, as a pastor, it's humbling to preach a, a message that uh, impacts someone. And, and it's even more surprising that I preached a message somebody remembers. Um, <laughs> but um, well, I remember this, <laughs> this particular one um, took a lot of digging mm -hmm. because I felt like that um, when God does something, anything God does, he does completely. And so my mind began to drift. And, of course, John 19 tells the, the sufferings of Jesus on the cross. And when he gets to that moment, it is finished. The will of God had been ratified and the wrath of God had been satisfied, that you and I might be sanctified, mm -hmm. right, and right. set apart to God. But what was finished? You know, I'd like to know the details of yeah. something, what makes it work, and and just briefly, I'll, I'll share with you a few of those things. Uh, the Bible mentions that he had 39 lashes yes. on his back. And the stripes on his back were for the healing of the brokenness of man. You know, Isaiah, I believe Isaiah, as he prophesies eons before Jesus is crucified, he speaks in past tense. And he says, he was wounded yes. for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, chastised for our peace. And with his stripes... We are healed. Yes. It's as if God who exists in the eternal now lifted him up out of time and saw that the plan of redemption was already perfected. And he spoke about a future event as if it had already taken place. And the first thing I see is the stripes applied to the back of Jesus, bringing healing to the broken minds, bodies and spirits of people who are broken. And I'm one of those people. Me too. Oh. Me too. And so is everybody that's watching, right? Yes. And listening, we are all broken in some way. And to think that those lashes, like that suffering wasn't just for nothing. Yes. Everything was accomplishing something. And when Jesus said it is finished, like it really is finished. And if we understand what he did, the yes. more we can walk in what he did. Yes, because I, I believe God loves broken people, mm -hmm. but he loves us too much to leave us broken. And so the stripes that Jesus endured, he was broken and bruised that we may be well and whole. That's the plan of God for every person who comes to him. He, he doesn't want to leave us completely broken. He wants to heal us so that we can go back and help other people yes. who are broken yes. find healing. You know, the, the second wound, the Bible says the soldiers in John 19 two, 
twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. Um, this is where it gets real for, for me. The crown on his head breaks the curse of sin in our life. When, when man sinned and fell from favor with God in the garden, the curse was it, that the ground would grow thorns and thistles. Although they were to labor and toll, the ground was going to yield thorns and thistles. Isn't it amazing that the very thing mentioned in the curse for man is what the crown of thorns was made out of? And Jesus allows that to be placed into his brow and his blood begins to be shed. The Bible tells us that he became a curse for us because cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. So you find the symbol of the curse, the thistles and the thorns placed at the top of his head. And at that moment, we no longer are cursed with thorns and thistles, but, but inheritors of milk and honey. Exactly. Moving from cursing to blessing because of the crown they placed on his head. Yeah. We're sons and daughters. Yes. We've been grafted in. These words, it is finished. It's not just a part of an Easter message, though we hear that at yes. Easter, and well, we should. But it's speaking to us of wholeness. And I just the crown of thorns that he literally became, Pastor Barry, a curse for us. He took those thorns. I can't even imagine that kind of pain, right, yeah. in your head? Yes, it, um, we can't survive a mild headache, right, without some sort of uh, hypercrosis right. and yes. aspirin. Mm-hmm. And Jesus takes this pain, and mm-hmm. it's interesting that it's in the head because that's where most of our struggle comes yes. is in our mind. And the devil likes to remind us in our mind that we're cursed and that we're broken and that we're, we're only human. And, and I tell the devil, yes, I may be human, but I'm not only human. That's right. Amen. There's a part to me that is divine and yes. eternal. Since I've yes. accepted Christ, I've received the life of God. And that part of me is stronger than the part of me that's cursed. And, and, you know, the only way for something that's cursed to be blessed is for that which is blessed to be cursed. I mean, it, there has to be an exchange. Right. Yes. And so that which was blessed, Jesus, the Son of God, became cursed so that that which was cursed can be blessed. Yeah. And you think about just the mocking nature, right, yeah. of that crown. Yes. They're mocking him. They're torturing him. And mm-hmm. he's taking it for us. Yes. Think about what we mean to him. Well, what does the enemy do to us? Mm-hmm. He mocks us. Yes, he does. He makes, little, he makes us try to feel little and insignificant. He tries to make our salvation a joke. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. when we fail or fall in that moment. There's nothing to what you have. And that's exactly what they were saying to Jesus. There's nothing to you. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. 
But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung hero of for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. So Jesus took all of that. So what the enemy tries to come and remind us that we're nothing. Oh, no. We're, we have to tell him I'm more than nothing. That's right. I'm something to God. That's right. That's right. We are more than conquerors. Yes. We have overwhelming victory in all things. It says despite all these things, right? In the, yes. in the book of Romans 8, it says despite all these things that we're more than conquerors. Yes. And I think we really have to settle in his word and study his word and reflect on his word, even as we're studying it together right now and talking about uh, John chapter 19. It is finished. Like, this thing is not still going on. Mm -hmm. He's completed. He's done everything that he can do that needed to be done to reconcile us to God. See, one of the differences is there in the curse that Jesus accepted the curse upon him. He could not be cursed. He had to accept the curse. And that's the thing about you and I. You can't curse what God has blessed. Amen. And though the devil will try, and though maybe some of your neighbors or friends might try at times, they cannot take the blessing from you because Jesus took the curse from you. Amen. And he gave you his blessing. Mm. He's the only one that can place that blessing on you, and no one else can take it That's away. Right. That's right. And it makes me makes me feel good to know that he's in charge of my blessing. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that oh. people and their opinions, right, and all the things that people say that people talk, right? A little, a little, sometimes. Once not anybody at our church, mind oh, you. But no, of course not. No but at other people's churches, they do that. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. But that Jesus did this once and for all. Yes. And these words, it is finished. Like, yeah. it really is finished. Yes. We don't have to help him. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to prove to him that, that we're worthy or that he should love us. He already does all of that. It's already proven. Yeah. Love is complete. Mm. His love for us was completed. Yes. It was not only declared, I love you with an everlasting love. It was now demonstrated. Yeah. The, the, the Bible says, the, the, talks about the nails in his hands. And as I begin to study about that, most of the time, hands are a symbol of authority. Yeah. The officer holds up his hand. He doesn't have the power to stop that semi-truck. But when he <laughs> holds up his hand, he's got the authority. Yep. Now, here's the thing. If that semi-truck keeps coming... There's a whole lot of blue behind that dude mm -hmm. that's holding up his hand that will come down on this driver if he don't adhere to the authority. Right. And it's the same way with us and Jesus. Jesus said, you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You'll take authority over sickness by the laying on of hands. You know, even, even God bless the evolutionist, right? They see something different in the hands, and that man has a posable thumb, and that gives us the advantage in the universe above all other things. You know, um, there's a lot that the, the, the world says about the hands, but but when Jesus, uh, we even lay hands on people to commission them for ministry. We do. There's authority symbolized in the hands, and so Jesus was pierced through his hands. 
to be able to say to us, I, all, all authority is given to me in heaven and earth. Behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. When, when we're worshiping God at our church, maybe not some, <laughs> maybe not all, but the hand goes up, right? Yes. Yes. We are raising up our hands. There's something in the hands that when Jesus was nailed to the cross, mm -hmm. there was an authority released in the yes. kingdom of God that is, that is unstoppable. And there may be a struggling believer out there today, but just lift your hands where you are and thank God you have authority over everything that's coming against you. Think about that. That yeah. means we don't have to sit around and write, just be tired right. and just be depressed and think about how bad the world is and the uncertain times mm. and all the things we hear and see on the news and we hear and see in social media and all of that. There's more to this life yes. than what's being reported. Yes. And he recorded all of that in the Bible for us to study yes. so that we could live and not die, so that we could live an abundant life, Yes. Uh, so that we don't have to struggle being broken. We, we all have some measure of brokenness sure. in our lives. But he died on that cross and was resurrected so that I can be made whole, so that you can, so that everybody watching or listening, so that we can be made whole. Yes. You know, one of the whole ideas behind the message on scars and stripes mm -hmm. was that scars should not be a reminder of our wounds because scars are not a result of a wound. They're a result of healing. Amen. Because when a scar comes, it heals back thicker and stronger to protect the place that was wounded. I've, I've got a scar over this eye that every time I, um, I try to keep my eyebrows thick like Brezhnev in the old days to cover it. But I, every time I look in the mirror, I see this scar from where I had a bike accident when I was a kid. Wow. I was three years old, mm -hmm. and where I lived in Darlington, South Carolina, close to the raceway, if you couldn't ride a bike without training wheels by the age of three, you were behind uh -oh. because everybody uh -oh. had the need for speed. <laughs> and as I was looking to my dad saying, hey, look how fast I can go, uh -huh. I went right over the handlebars, mm -hmm. and I hit the rock, I hit the pavement, and it opened this eye. My dad, who had been in the hospital for probably a month and was not supposed to live, was watching from the front door. And when he saw me wreck, he came running. He was still physically weak from the sickness he had endured. And he picked me up. He put me in the front seat of the car. I know you're not supposed to do that now. We all wear our seatbelts. <laughs> but he put me in the front of the car so he could keep a compress on my wound. Oh. And he drove me to the same hospital where he had been. And he took me in, in his arms and he handed me over. And they said, now you sit down. You're in more shape than he is. So when I see this scar, yeah, I remember the wreck. I remember the look at me. That's usually when we get our biggest scars. <laughs> But here's what I remember most. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the injury. I remember the fact that when I fell, the father came running. Yeah. And he picked me up and he put a compress on that wound and he carried me to where I could be healed. Mm -hmm. And today, I, I remember them holding me under a sheet. This was their idea of medical mm -hmm. attention <laughs> when I was a kid. They put a sheet on me so tight I could not move and they proceeded to sew my eyelid uh -huh. back together. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And <laughs> I can't sleep under a bed that's got tight sheets today because of it. I was traumatized. Yeah. But that scar says that my wound is healed. Yes. So when Jesus took scars, the whole idea was he took the wounds to remind us of the healing. Yeah. 
And I think sometimes, Pastor Barry, in our lives, we have to look at the scars, right? Yes. On our hearts yeah. and in our lives and remember not just the pain that was inflicted or who hurt us or what yes. we did wrong, but yeah. the healing of God healing. that despite the fact that the tear or the wound or the trauma happened, yes. that healing is supreme and has taken precedence over that. If we can just tap into that, the scars are a sign of healing. Yes. You know, um, we, we probably will talk about this at some point in the future, but you look at Jesus maintaining his scars. Yeah. There's a new song out now that talks about the only thing in heaven from earth is really the scars of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and we had a song like that when I was growing up. The scars in the hands of Jesus are the only thing made by man in heaven today. Mm-hmm. He chose to keep those scars yeah. for you and me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the next thing that happened was they the put nails not only through his hands but through his feet. And I've really, I've, since that time, I've even dug even more into that wound. And there have been fossils that have been found from the time of Christ now that prove the way that a person was crucified is not like this through the top of their feet like we see in the movies because that would have broken a bone. Right. And the Bible tells us not a bone in his body was broken. But yet their heels were back to back and one nail driven through the heel of Jesus through both heels. But now Jesus says it's finished. Let's take let's take the heel and talk about that in a minute. When man fell from grace in the garden, before God deals even with man's sins, he deals out judgment to the enemy and says, I will put hostility between the woman's seed, speaking of the virgin birth of Jesus, because woman mm-hmm. doesn't have a seed, man plants right. the seed. Right. So it's all perfect. The Bible is all perfect. Yes, it is. And and he says, and you're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't even have time to take this rabbit trail, but Jesus is crucified at a place called Golgotha. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The seed of Satan that was referred to, we find 
in the story of Noah when the Bible says, and the sons of God, the fallen angels, had children with the women of men or with the daughters of men. They gave birth to a race called the Nephilim. That Nephilim was, was reseeded in the earth time and time again. That's why the flood came. But yet Satan kept sowing his seed in the earth. And one of those believed to be the seed of Satan was a man by the name of Goliath. Because the Bible says these were the great warriors, the great men of old. And who would take down Goliath but David? Most people stop there. But the Bible tells us that David took the head of Goliath uh-huh. to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a place called the place of the skull, Golgotha, where many theologians believe the head of the last Nephilim, because not only did they kill Goliath that day, they went after any and all of that, that, that demonic seed that was in the earth. And David placed the head of Goliath, many believe, at the place called Golgotha, the place of the skull, in which Jesus' heel was bruised, was pierced, but Satan's head yes. was crushed. The war that began in heaven when Satan rebelled against God Satan brought against God's children, and God says, I'm going to crush your head. And when Jesus, when his heels were placed together and they were nailed together on the cross, it was the fulfillment of the book of Genesis when God says, your head's going to be crushed. And in that moment, the heel of Jesus, the blood from his heel released victory over the enemy in our life. I mean, I know that's a, a long way to get to that point. But, but if you, if you study it out for yourself, you'll see victory over every giant, yeah. over every demon, over every devil that comes against you. Because there's a lot right there. You know, in the Bible, it's simple, and yet there's substance. And what you're talking yes. about is the substance of yes. studying something out yes. that if we want wholeness mm. in our lives, wow. we have to be willing to study God's Word to understand what it really says. Like, we can get it with a quick read. Yeah. What's simple, but what substance takes time. Yes. We have to devote ourselves to it. We are admonished to study, to show ourselves workmen yes. approved. All of us, not just, not just pastors, not just people in ministry. We are all given that admonishment to study his yes. word. And, and you know, the more I study it and, and I'm more passionate about studying the word of God today than I've ever been. Revelation knowledge is greater in my life than I've ever seen it. God has just been good to reveal himself and his word. That little two-minute spill or however long it was, we may see it longer when, uh, later, but, but it literally took hours upon hours and days upon days yes. to get to that conclusion that when Jesus said it's finished, one of the things he was saying is the victory is won. Yes. Now, I, I hear you use the scripture often. You remind people because you're so encouraging, the most encouraging person you will ever be around, bar none, and it it reflects on your team as well. You just, you pick people up with the gospel. You don't flatter them, and you you pick them up with what's real. And one of the things you say is we're more than conquerors. Well, okay, if we're more than conquerors, then someone had to conquer in our behalf. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's to be more than a conqueror is to inherit a victory you didn't have to fight for. Exactly. And Jesus fought for the victory, gave us the victory. Mm-hmm. So we don't fight for victory ever. We fight from victory. Yes. And a lot of the people watching right now and in my own life for many years fought for victory. Yes. Right. Yeah. I thought that I was just this weak little person and 
you know, that I came from this unchurched family and I was just trying to figure all of this out. And so in so many realms, that's true, but he made me more than a conqueror. And I had to understand that he won that for me and gave that to me because I'm his daughter. I don't have to prove anything to anybody about my lineage or none of that. And that's for all of you watching today, my heart for you is to understand it is finished. We're yes. more than conquerors. We may yes. fight a lot of battles. There may be a lot of stuff coming your way that you don't understand. You don't have to understand it. You just have to know and obey Christ. And as you do that, he'll make all things clear. And so I'm glad that you said that and that you're sharing the scars and stripes message. I've, I've held on to that, Pastor Barry, since I heard you say it. But People don't realize that you can hear something that a preacher preaches. Mm. And you, we hear it in 30 minutes, and we think, well, that's good. We don't realize that that takes hours and weeks yeah. and tears <laughs> and prayer. Yeah. And we get it like in a minute, right? Yeah. And so we think, well, you know, I could have said that better. And it's like, no, we didn't work for it like that person did. You know, you can eat a meal in 15 minutes, too. But where I came from, the way I grew up, it took a long time to prepare. Yes. But that chef knew the ingredients. Yes. That grandmother knew the ingredients. You know, you you mentioned uh, you fought for victory. One of the things, and I know that telling on the host is a good way not to get invited back. <laughs> and uh, but you're a very meek woman of God, but you're not a weak woman of God. Meekness is strength. It's being in control when you want to lose control. Oh, you know that's right. And so so your meekness, some people may mistake for weakness, but that is not so. You are very strong in God's kingdom. He has, he has gifted you and anointed you very powerfully. You just don't wear around a shirt that says, I'm anointed, listen to me. Exactly. Uh, well, because yeah. I feel like, you know, if we are, people will eventually figure that out. Yes. I get concerned when people, like, have to have 100 bazillion titles. Yes. It's not bad to have one. But if you have to have a hundred bazillion of them and, and lord yes. that over people, then I think you're not convinced, right? Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell on myself here. Okay. I won't befriend a person, a person on Facebook who has a bunch of titles in front of their names. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll send me friend requests. And if they got like 10 titles that precede their name, they've got all they need. They don't need me. No. they got themselves. Exactly. And, and mm-hmm. so that's why people can call me Barry. Uh, they can call me anything they want to. Mm-hmm. I know who I am in Christ, and it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with my title. It has everything to do with my redemption. Amen. And I literally will turn down requests for friendships, sometimes from other ministers. I'm sorry, telling them myself. But because it seems that they're so hung up on the title that I just can't embrace that. Yeah. We're all children of the same God, and by His grace, we all do what we do. You know, there, there's one final wound yes. the Bible talks about, and that's the spear in His side. And it is the, it is the fountain that, well, well let's, let's just read. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water flowed out. This Zacharias fountain that was opened. And that day there'll be a fountain open flooding with blood and water. When the spear, when the spear pierced the side of Jesus, it released life. Now, there were two elements. There was blood and there was water. The blood said your past is forgiven. But when you think of water, water is used to give new life. Amen. When we plant seeds, what's one of the first things we do? Water them. We water the seeds. Why? Because in the water, 
there's the necessary elements poured on that seed that will cause it to come to life. So when his side was opened, it was as if Jesus says, I'm forgiving your past life and I'm giving you new life. Amen. So when he says it's finished, he's saying you can have a funeral for your past, <laughs> but have a birthday party for your future Amen. because the rest of your life is the best of your life. And it starts at the moment we receive Jesus. That's amazing. See, there's so much in there. It's, it That's is. That's why I held on to that message for all those years, because I think if we could just position ourselves to yes. understand what he's done for us, mm-hmm. it changes everything. Yes. We suffer so much needlessly, right? Yes, yes, we do. Our minds are attacked, and like we are so out of time. But I, you know, <laughs> it just—oh my goodness, this has been so good. This yes. has been so good. Thank you, Pastor Barry. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been a blessing. so good to have you. Such a blessing, and I encourage all of you. You go to the website, get the notes from today. I'm going to see if I can talk Pastor Barry into giving me some of his notes from Scars and Stripes because I want you to be whole. I know the yes. things that I've struggled with in my life that. I didn't have to for as long if I would have just understood what the word said. Jesus loves you and wants you to be whole. And when Jesus says it is finished, that's exactly what it means. It is finished. He's done everything that can be done to reconcile us. All we have to do is believe and obey. So we are out of time and I've got to go, but hang on to Jesus. He's so worth it. We're out of time, but I say goodbye and God bless you. For more information on a guest, visit our website, ctntv.org. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. If you hadn't done blah, 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 this wouldn't have happened. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline and so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith you take your story whatever it is and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it visit monicashmelter.com to schedule monica to speak at your next event prayer changes things If you need prayer, visit ctntv.org slash prayer today to submit your prayer request. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Scripture and brain science agree. Meditating on God's Word transforms us and reduces stress in our lives. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week I give you space to hear God's Word, listen to the Spirit, and pray about what's on your heart. 
And then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.